0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to reformationboise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life once again, Vinny was unable to be with us today, so back in the studio is Josh Bales joining us from the well. Josh, once again, always good to have you with us.
0: So glad that uh, I'm on the show with you guys today.
1: And Ryan and Jonathan are with me, and we have been going through Ken Sandy's book, The Peacemaker. I... I'm gonna I'm gonna go off script just slightly, and it has to do the with show is
0: script. I know what? I know. I, know.
1: <laughs> I miss what, something. It's all changed. Does something
0: change since I've been gone? Oh.
2: He writes down
1: what he's gonna say. Which <laughs> is, like, are we organized? But I, I, as I was driving here today, I, I saw the name of a company on a on a truck, and I because we're a local show, I I don't want to say the company name, but it it just struck me that sometimes companies have very interesting names that they've used and it took me back um, to when i was first married and my wife and i were living in the northeast corner of the state and it was back in the day when i was still writing all of my paying all my bills by check so every month i was writing a, a check to the company that provided natural gas to our home and the name of the company, and I, I've got to just wonder about the people who named this company. Like, at what point is by accident? Like, <laughs> at what point did nobody step up and say, "I don't think that's a great name"? <laughs> but the name that I wrote on the check every month was People's Natural Gas. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'm like, in the meeting, shouldn't have somebody said, um, like, wait
3: a second, guys. Wait, 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 wait.
1: Have we really
0: thought this
2: through?
1: <laughs> so where are we at in forgiveness here? Ken I mean, Sandy's book, Peace. And probably their junior high son
3: is probably at the table going, yes,
1: that's what we want. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, like I said, has nothing to do with the show, but it really just struck me as I was driving past this truck, like, huh, naming something really does matter. And naming it well really doesn't matter. But
3: you remember the company.
1: I do, but you know what? They've now since changed their name. Uh Oh. Okay. No, no, it's (laughs) not not of (laughs) them. Not of (laughs) them. But all of that there's no good segue from that right. to this. But we have been talking about The Peacemaker by Ken you Sandy. I did go off script. I That's did go not. off script. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, we've been dealing with four G's, glorify God, get the log out of your eye, gently restore. And, and we just started yesterday talking about go and be reconciled. And specifically, we've been talking about that we need to forgive as God has forgiven us. And this is coming from Ephesians chapter 4. And, and that section really provides so many great just insights for interpersonal relations. And at the end of chapter 4, he says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. A fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And hopefully you see in that that really this whole principle of forgiving as God has forgiven us is, is, is deeply rooted in the gospel. Yes, And I think what Paul is arguing is if you really understand, truly understand the gospel – it then affects how you interact with other people.
0: Well, Jesus came to reconcile us to God. Mm-hmm. So this last G, go and be reconciled, is literally imitating what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. So if we're mm-hmm. unwilling to go and be reconciled, then we're we're practicing anti-gospel.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to that too, back in chapter 2, in verse 14, for he, Christ himself, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down The middle wall of separation he's talking about you know the division between jews and gentiles but in that reconciliation to god but he's also the means through which we are reconciled to one another and um you know that back in chapter four that this is coming from forgiving one another Mm -hmm. you know it's not a mentality of you know paul saying to one person you get you need to forgive these people and you're fine you're not doing anything to them yeah no there's a mutual Shortcoming, and we're all sinners in need of God's grace, and have to forgive one another.
0: Here's the thing: like in our in our conflict, so the it's a given that we're going to have conflict, whether you're Christian or non-Christian, mm-hmm. and and in your conflict resolution, you're going to imitate one of two people. You're going to either imitate Christ. Who came and reconciled us to the Father and we're gonna follow that same pattern or we're gonna imitate Satan because Satan is called the accuser, he's called the slanderer. And being unwilling to forgive is mm-hmm. following what the accuser does. Mm-hmm. So that's those are our two choices.
3: And you know, I like I've heard, you know, Josh in your membership classes, you'll often say to people like, we will fail you or we will disappoint yeah, you. we will. And uh, and I think that's so, it's, uh, I'm going to steal it from my own membership classes, but it's important for people to know when we enter the church that we will at times fail one another. It's just a matter of time.
2: Yeah. We're just imperfect people. Right. I mean, we've, we've got a perfect Savior whom we're growing more and more to be like, but we are imperfect ourselves, and we have to recognize that in ourself in order to be able to forgive others too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You've heard us say on this show so many times that this is part of the reason why we would say to you that you need to preach the gospel to yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having trouble forgiving somebody else, really the solution is to resaturate your heart and mind in the gospel truths. hmm and that's really what Paul is saying at the end of Ephesians 4 and, Ephesians, and beginning of Ephesians 5. Go back and, and remind yourself of what Christ has done. And that's, that's daily. That's not a I, – I felt that way 40 years ago when I first came to Christ. I mean, we d- daily need to be reminding ourselves of these things.
2: Yeah, when we recognize who God is and what Christ has done, we can always say, along with Paul, I'm the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm.
1: So we've been working through these list of principles of forgive as God forgave. And the next one is forgiveness is a decision. We've talked a little bit about this, so you guys can be brief on this. So what does he mean here?
3: I think it goes back to what we talked about yesterday. It's not based on feelings. You know, we at times we don't feel like doing something, but yet we have a duty to do it. And uh, Josh, as you mentioned yesterday, that oftentimes those feelings follow. So, Mm -hmm. It's not based upon, oh, I okay, I feel like forgiving this person, so I'm going to. But no, you have to make a conscious decision that this is going to happen.
2: Well, it's it's active. It's an action. It's in in one sense, you know, love is that same thing. Love is an attitude that prompts an action. And this forgiveness, there is an attitude that comes with it, but it's an attitude that it results in an action. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. He gives four principles. He says, therefore, if you've decided, if you made a a decision to forgive, you make four promises. And I think these are so helpful.
3: He Mm -hmm. says,
1: I will not dwell on this incident. Second, I will not bring up this incident again and use it against them. Third, I will not talk to others about this incident. And fourth, I will not let this incident stand between us or hinder our personal relationship. And I think those are so important to that, just that, have in our mind. That goes back to what, where we ended
2: yesterday was, you know, <clears throat> how do you forget? Well, this is part of that forgetting process. It's not the same as, as forgetting, but it is in place of forgetting. I will not dwell on it. I will not bring it up and use it against you. I will not talk about it. I will not gossip about it. And
1: I, I'm going to maintain our relationship. He summarized this for young kids as good thought, hurt you not, gossip never, friends forever. Mm. And that's just mm-hmm. a helpful little device, I think, as as we interact. Because sometimes we can say, well, I forgive you. And then all of a sudden, we're, we're mulling it over in our heads yep. and we're getting mm-hmm. worked up about it. Or we're talking to somebody and say, <laughs> "Like, oh, this happened to me. Yeah.
0: Well, you're picking the offense back up. Yep. Like forgiveness is saying, uh, I release you of the debt mm-hmm. that has been incurred. And then you know, we part, and then I pick it back up and I start, wait, well, maybe he he owes me still on this, and that's it, it's it's kind of a violation of the of the uh, ninth commandment that you're going back on your word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The next principle is when should you forgive? And we talked about this kind of at the beginning. And let's just quickly summarize what where we've been.
0: Can, can I at least bring up maybe a verse that maybe – Yes, you know? please. So when should we forgive when the condition has been met, when repentance is brought? But like, how serious is God about this? Well, there's a verse in the scripture. I don't know where you guys feel on this, and if, if you disagree, that's okay. But uh, Jesus said, if you are bringing your gift to the altar and you remember your brother has something against you, uh, leave your gift and go and reconcile with your brother and then come back. And I think a lot of times we apply that to Lord's Supper. Uh, and I don't think that's a it's necessarily a wrong – Application, but like, wh- when do we bring gifts to the church in our offering, in our tithe? How 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 serious is God about wanting us to forgive one another? Like He wants you to forgive if if forgiveness is required before He even you bring your gift to the church. He doesn't mm-hmm. want you to
2: do a religious exercise instead of uh, right. doing the religious requirement,
1: exactly. which is forgiving one e- exactly. another. Exactly, He does not mm-hmm. want offerings. He wants a broken and contrite spirit. Mm-hmm. Right and part of that brokenness and that contrite spirit is extending forgiveness. So. In
3: the bringing of the offering, I mean that is that is Old Testament worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming <clears throat> on the Lord's Day, this this may seem like an impossible task, but really if we know someone has something against us, we need to reconcile or strive to reconcile that before we come and worship together. Yeah.
1: The next principle is can you ever mention the sin again? So we just talked about that if you forgive, that you, you you don't keep bringing it up. But can you ever bring it up again? Is there a point where that is okay?
0: I was struggling with that question. I am mean, just to be honest, um, if the person – it seems to me that if the person repented, but then they kept on – so they, they repented in word, but then they didn't repent in deed. Mm-hmm. It seems that there may be an appropriate – Place to bring it up as a data point, not not as a, I'm going to shove your nose in it, but like, hey, brother, I'm I'm concerned that you're kind of establishing this pattern now, where you're saying you're sorry, and then you're you're kind of doing the same thing again. I, I don't know. Like like I said, I'm I'm struggling with that question a little bit. I think it but depends
3: I, on the situation of you know is it being brought up as a weapon as, as a weapon to use against someone, or you know in the case of church discipline where we do have to weigh okay this we've been working with this individual and they say they're, you know, they confess and they say they're repentant, but yet we keep seeing the same pattern of behavior, mm-hmm. then as a church court, we need to take that as evidence and consideration of they haven't really been truly repentant. Or in the case of a criminal situation, you know, that sin's going to be coming up, yeah. you know for, yeah. The foreseeable future it's always going to be there though hopefully some measure of reconciliation or forgiveness has been done yeah
1: i think actually what you said josh is actually spot on Mm -hmm. i'm struggling with this question Mm -hmm. is exactly what needs to happen you need to struggle with the question Mm -hmm. because it's wisdom that's going to determine is this appropriate to bring back up for their good Mm-hmm. is is this appropriate to bring back up for the good of, of other people because the sin could have a ripple effect yeah so not bringing something back up is the norm is the is should be the default in our forgiveness of other people however
3: mm-hmm.
1: there are circumstances there are times there are moments mm-hmm. when it does become appropriate because of the pattern because of what the pattern might might mean and so there is a struggle that should go on in your heart saying, I don't, I don't know, I feel but like ne- maybe but, I need to. But
0: never as a weapon. Never right. as a right. weapon. That's it, right. It, if
3: you're having an argument in the midst of an argument and the past sin comes into your mind of someone that they've you need to just bury that at that moment. Do not mention it because that is a sinful use. Of Actually, that.
2: you have to go back to the very beginning. You get the log out of your own eye. You go, right. go and show somebody <laughs> their fault. You do, the, you do the, the things at the beginning and you might might be able to show them that there's a pattern here that you're concerned about and then you're using it as a fresh opportunity to to forgive them again.
1: Well you've been listening to the Gospel of Life. We'll see you tomorrow.